This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. If you've been tuning in lately, you know that Small Biz Florida is on the road and we are at the 12th annual JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all happening here in Orlando, Florida. We are at the beautiful Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort. And uh, the halls of the ballroom are jam-packed with folks here at the JMI uh, Small Business Leadership Conference. It has been an incredible day here at the conference. Lots of incredibly powerful, innovative, and inspiring instructors presenters. We have with us one of those inspirational uh, presenters, uh, Mr. Ryan uh, Bolstein, uh, CEO and founder of Tuton, a creative agency. Um, I love the name. Can't wait to figure this out. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Hey, thank you for uh, having me. This has been a, a really exciting day. And yep. Not only did I get an opportunity to share some knowledge, but I've learned a bunch yeah. since uh, since showing <laughs> up. So that's right. No, this is a good place to learn. Let me tell you, a lot of lot of networking, a lot of experience in the room. So, and uh, and you're one of those that we learn from. So, uh, thank you for taking out time. Um, so, as we always do here on our little uh, podcast platform, we start with a little bit of background pathway to your current position as CEO at Tuton. Yeah, so thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I started off in the traditional corporate world. My first job out of college was actually with JM Family Enterprises. Nice. Where uh, where I worked for uh, five or six years in the auto industry. Uh, learned a lot from that organization. I'm very lucky in that I uh, knew Mr. Moran uh, growing up because my mom had worked for JM Family Enterprises for now 39 years, if you can believe that. She'll be retiring next year at 40 years with the organization. So I was was provided at a very young age a great model uh, for culture, right, and for an organization. And when I went out on my own um, and founded Tuton 11 years ago, um, a full-service creative agency, we put some of those same pillars in place. Uh, probably one of my, my f- m- most favorite ones, and I talk about in my, in, uh, in my series today, my workshop, was uh, never using the word employee. Mr. Moran would never use the word employee. Everyone was an associate of his. And, nice. and so those are some of the foundations that we had right, right from the beginning. Um, and really, we grew organically. We started off as a brand consulting company. I didn't want to do everything that a marketing agency would, but I couldn't find partners for my clients right. that I trusted, that they could trust, that I could recommend. So little by little, we brought a lot of the services in that we were recommending, right. we brought them in-house. So today, we're almost a 30-person firm, and we are a full-service creative agency. Nice. Um, now, your I would have expected your topic to be... Um, 
how to find more sales through digital marketing, but it, it wasn't wasn't a title like that at all. If your presentation your presentation was titled "A World Without Bosses," <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, tell us what was that topic all about? So I have done plenty of digital marketing 101 workshops over the years. <laughs> I bet you have. Yes. So if you want that one, I could I could rattle that one off pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm kind of moving moving past you know past that. If I walk into these rooms and people are um, really impressed with with Two Ton and uh, and obviously the leadership at Two Ton and they want to call and and want us to help them out with their marketing, great. Um, but that's not really why I'm engaging with uh, universities and why I'm engaging with organizations like this. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it so that we can continue to mold um, the work environment for the next generation of, uh, of team members. And uh, we've built a great culture at Two-Ton. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't by accident, and it wasn't alone. Like I said, we were in inspired by many different examples, including uh, Mr. Moran. And uh, we want to share that. We want to share that. Nice. Talk, talk about talk about the culture. Talk about the uh, the difference, and uh, because again, I think um, you know, I think um, as I've mentioned a couple times, Florida just recently became the number one state for new business starts. Something like over six hundred and forty thousand new business starts. Wow. Um, everybody's looking for employees. Everybody's looking for team members, uh, associates. Everybody's looking for their associates. So Florida is going to be. Uh, really ground zero for, for new business growth expansion. Trying to figure out a new way to be innovative in operations, in, in management. We're the state for that. Mm -hmm. So let us, let us have it, man. Give it to us. How do we, how do we run and manage these, these small businesses of the future? Well, I think the first thing is um, finding our our differentiators are us small businesses. Where can we stand out? Where can we compete? And uh, I have found it's the world, the space called customer service. These larger companies, they don't even have 1-800 numbers anymore. And if they do, they hide them and you have to search for them. And if you call it, you don't get someone on the phone. And then when you do get someone on the phone, they don't even seem like they actually work at the company, do they? Right? We're, as small businesses, we're going to have a challenge beating them on price. We might have a challenge on beating them on speed, but we are not going to lose when it comes to customer service because they are lowering the bar so low and we are raising the bar so high that it's our key differentiator. True customer service, answering the phone. When someone, when someone calls. In-person meetings, accountability, no outsourcing, right? Keeping those jobs in-house, paying a living wage, paying salary, giving benefits so people are bought in. And what are they bought into? They're bought into serving your clients or your patients or your customers. That's where we're going to excel. And a new type of culture, new type of you know, management, a flat company, as we talked about earlier, is is that part of this strategy uh, to 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 build these uh, 
more customer centric type businesses? Is that, that part of all this the strategy? Well, can you imagine telling a bunch of people that aren't happy to focus on keeping other people happy? <laughs> right, yeah. Right? A little ironic, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, we have to, we have to be, build these or organizations to have that work-life balance. Or actually, what someone shared with me today, it's not so much a, a, a balance. It's, it's a work-life integration. Don't you want to yeah. be just as productive in your in your out in your regular life in your personal life that you are at work and don't you want to be just as happy as work that you are in your personal life in integrating those two things so what 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 we talk about in my workshop is yeah a flat organization where everyone is even is very difficult especially as you scale right there's got to be some accountability and there's got to be but you don't have to have the standard structure of you manage this person, and then the next person directs the manager, and the next person's the VP of the director who's of the manager. Oh, man, like, you don't, you, don't, you don't have to. We, right. we were just told that, so that's what we did. There's not one business model, structural model, that's going to work for everybody. Uh, so for us, it's this, uh, it's this culture of just that we're all, we're all a team, and we all have the same goal. And we're super transparent at two tons. So, you know, every other month we get together and we share where we're at in revenue, where we're at in profits, what, you know, we're all rowing in the same direction and, and tons of kudos. And I don't even have to do it anymore. Our, my, my team members are doing it. You know, they're high-fiving each other. They're jumping on Slack saying, hey, big call out, you know, right. for Fallon today. And the, this customer said this, sharing testimonials internally. Once you build that culture and it starts to take a life of its own, that's when you truly, as a business owner, get to call it a culture. Because right. let me tell you, a culture isn't just having a cool office with a ping pong table. <laughs> yes, right? you're right. It's, I, I, I would, yeah. I, it's not that easy. Right. right? It takes time. But man, if you build it right and you set that foundation in place, sky's the limit. And you know, uh, you know I'll never forget I was um, owned and operated a rather, you know, large, small business. And I was calling on a client one time, and I'll never forget in, the, uh, in their conference room, there was a sign, and it said, an unprofitable company uh, is an unsafe place to work. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget the sign because it, it really it dawned on me that it really is everybody's responsibility you know, has to be responsible for the success of this organization. And mm -hmm. I think that is that sort of what you're you're speaking to is that everybody has to buy into the mission. Everybody is part of the success of this business. And if you can if you can truly get that kind of buy in and engagement, then you really have built something special. Is that fair? Absolutely. That, that's a big part of it. And it's funny that you use that, you know, that example in regards to these big companies that look like they're you know, safe, right? Right. But, but they're not profitable, oh, right. and they're laying off hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people at a time. Uh, I, I pitched a friend of mine to come work with us in our second or third year in business, and he was at one of those large companies, and he had a family, and he said, "I just, it just sounds risky." Right. And I go, "Really?" Because th at this organization, they were laying off people every year for right. the last like five years. And I said, do you know how hard, our team was probably a team of six or seven, do you know how hard our six or seven will work to make sure that doesn't happen to anybody? You know, 
Right. We're not going to let that happen. So I disagree. I think you should jump ship and you should come here if that's your own if that's the only thing holding okay. you back. And he did, and he joined our team. And I'll give you another example because it's something recent. When the pandemic hit, we pulled everyone together, and we said, "We're going to take a 10% pay cut across the board." That means me. That means you, across the board. And here's why we're doing it. We're not going to lose one person. I don't know what's around the corner. We're three months into this thing. Right. We're all working from home, right? We're, we're, we're not going to the grocery store. We are going to the grocery store, but we're in masks, we're in gloves. Right. We're going to take a 10% pay cut across the board. We're not going to lose one person. Not only did we not lose one person, um, but within that next six to eight months, um, we were all back to full pay. We are actually back to full pay in three months, but then we were, act we were able to give that money back when it came to the end of, right. end of the year. So everyone was, everyone was whole. So Ryan, when you go out and you have this conversation with that traditional textbook business owner, um, how long does it take you to feel like they're going to throw you out of the office? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is it within the first five minutes or do they give you 10 or how do you talk to someone about upending the way they've done things for the last, you know, mm -hmm. 25, 30 years. You know what? I'm going to surprise you. They're all willing to listen. They're looking for these answers. I mean, maybe if I tried to give this workshop or this, uh, you know, this talk five years ago or 10 years ago, but man, millennials are making up a majority of this workforce and now mm -hmm. Gen Z is pushing in too. So these are two huge workforces right. that everyone's dealing with. And here's what's kind of neat. I put up a uh, infographic in my talk and we show all the things millennials and Generation Z are looking for in a workplace. And it seems so like these I ideology, you know, the ideology behind a workspace. Right. But then I go, but who doesn't want this? Every generation right. wants it. These genera this generation, these two generations, were just willing to ask for it. They were just willing to raise their hand. They were willing to, you know, call it out. But we all wanted it. Right. But other generations thought, okay, you get paid for 40 hours, but you work 50. Right. Right? <laughs> you get in before yeah. the boss. You stay later than the boss. Right. That's just the model that they thought. And so if you're making these changes, you're not just making them for this generation. You're making it for everybody. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, everyone's really open right now. Because let me tell you, I've been in that situation before. My first, my first position with JM Family Enterprises was that they would drop me off in a market and I'd have to go into a car dealership and I'd have to get a meeting with the used car manager and then tell him what to do with his cars. I was 22 at the time. And he would throw me out. Right. right. Go, yeah, right. You, I've been selling cars more than longer than you've been alive. Right. You know, so I've been in that situation. I've been in those type of rooms. Obviously, you know, I work with our clients and trying to change traditional marketing and get people into digital marketing. Right. But I'll tell you, when it comes to this subject, everyone is their ears are open. Well, and do you think part of the reason that they are open to these innovative concepts and ideas is because we're struggling with workforce? You know, I can't, every meeting I go to, um, 
every conference uh, you know we attend, other than this one, we have talked about other things at, at JMI, but uh, every other conference, it's all about workforce, finding good people, can't fill my positions, got empty positions. Um, you know, I, do you think that's what's driving the openness to, to ideas that, that people are kind of throwing their hands up and saying, well, I, you know what, we'll try anything at this point? Is, that, I, is there a little desperation going on? Um, I think that's part of it, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's okay. I, I wasn't a big proponent of remote working before the pandemic. The pandemic showed me that my team members and assistants we've put in place can work remotely that people don't have to come into the office every day, that they right. can get that hour back of their life, the 30 minutes in, 30 minutes out. I had to be shown that, and it was shown through crisis, right? right? So, yeah, you know what? Maybe some of these business owners, they are just seeing that because of the crisis of, hey, I can't fill positions and I need people. But that's okay. You know, yep. sometimes we need that push. Yeah. And do you think, do you think really reexamining how we manage people, how we manage our businesses, do you think that could be a key to to better recruitment, better retention? I mean, I, I think... 100%. Uh, it, the next generations, and again, every generation's looking for it. Ones are just a little bit more vocal than others. They don't necessarily have to be paid the absolute most in the industry. They want to be up there in that region. Sure. They want to be valued, no doubt. But then they want to know you care about them. Right. They want to know they have a seat at the table. Right. And there's so many ways to do that. And one of those ways that we talk about in my workshop, A World Without Bosses, think about if I introduced you to someone and I said, hey, here's my employee. Here's my worker. Here's my staff. And what if I did it like this instead? Here's my associate. Here's my colleague. Here's my team member. How's that make you feel? Night and day, right? Yeah, absolutely. It can start with words. And then you can move into, you know, policy and organizational structure. And, and, and then it starts turning into the culture. It really starts nice. transforming your culture. Yep. Uh, Ryan, this is good stuff. And I think it's, uh, it's timely because, again, I think as we've, as we've talked, I, we've got to find, uh, find some solutions to workforce issues. I think companies are going to have to uh, – I don't think this is – uh, I got to use one uh, recruitment agency over another. I don't think that's the answer to, to where we are. I think we are going to have to get creative. Um, I, I'll never forget having the conversation with someone about, you know, the four, the big issue of the four-day work week, and, and we got kind of a kick out of it when we talked about traditional business owners getting ready to throw us out of the building when we'd suggest <laughs> something as crazy as a four-day work week. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think it is time to have some uh, innovative, creative conversations uh, about how we, uh, how we manage and um, how we engage employees and, and team members, to your point, colleagues and associates. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. Yep. Uh, Ryan, um, it is Ryan Bolstein. Boylston. Boylston. Uh, CEO and founder at Tuton, a creative uh, marketing agency. Uh, real quickly, just you are um, headquartered in South Florida, down in the Palm, Palm Beach, Beach area. Okay. How does one find you if they would like to engage? It's easy. Tuton.com, the number two, T-O-N.com. And, of course, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Nice. 
Okay. All right. Uh, Ryan, again, thank you for uh, spending time with us. Thank you for your commitment to JMI and the conference. Thank you for being a presenter. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. This is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred. It's all about small business here at the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all happening in Orlando. And uh, stay tuned because there's more to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.